The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. What's up, guys? It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. You're listening to the two-man power trip. Hey, Johnny. Cool, man. What's going on? We ready to go or what? Fucking... edition of who is right here on the two-man power trip of wrestling i am jp john pause with me of course is the second man in the booth the doctor himself mr j michael ps jargo michael how you doing i'm doing great man thanks for having me back looking forward to today's conversation because uh this one's kind of in my wheelhouse and of course the third man in the booth joining us rbvc are you ready? Whatever that means. He is Mr. RBV, Mr. HMG, Mr. TMPT. Rick, what's going on? How you doing today? Sure. What do you, what do you, what do you mean? What does it mean? Are you ready? Hey, we are here. We can end this debate coming right out of the gate. It's Jargo's favorite artist to ever get involved in professional wrestling. Are you ready for a good time? I mean, obviously it all ends right here, Jargo. You're obsessed with when ACDC gets involved with pro wrestling. I hate ACDC. <laughs> Oh, oh my god, I can't believe I that. Oh, I got a big behind me. Can you see it all the way in the back? Yeah, I see it. yeah, I yeah. see it. Favorite band of all time by far. I love when they get involved. Oh, yes, so we got some, we got some heat, baby, already coming at you this week. Who is hey? I said, I hey, Jargo, this is you know, I, I pitched this one in the pause, you know, trying to get something a little different in there, yes. Uh, but it's those certainly those things that uh, it's the spice that makes it extra nice, uh, those exact touches. That you know truly help pro wrestling. Hey, they're always looking at how can we cross over that line? How can we get into the mainstream? How can we go outside the bubble? And it's certainly the, the themes are what do that. And obviously, all the history, uh, the professional background, the knowledge from Jargo, man. It's looking forward to this one. So let's start off with a bang. You said, Are you ready? So let's just start off with DX because that's what I thought you were going for. Are you ready? What about the Degeneration X theme song? Pretty damn good. I know it's kind of a Rage Against the Machine ripoff, and I actually now slip in my mind who actually sung that Rage Against the Machine song, but not Rage, uh, the DX song. But uh, what do you think? Did that song make your list? It's pretty high on my list. And here's the thing about pro wrestling themes for me, right? It, you have to know it's a good song within three seconds. Yes. Yes. I mean, you have yeah. to know within three seconds, uh, like what's you're setting the mood for what's going to happen for the next 15 to 20 minutes in about three seconds. Are you ready? 
that right there you were like oh yes i am ready dx then you got the boom boom yep and then of course the 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 titantron video helped too because they were the first ones that i remember where they would go to a full screen of the tron and then they'd cut back and forth between what was actually in the arena what was happening on the tron it felt really really cool it was like this kind of rave effect with the cops up against the fence and yeah, I love the DX theme. Very, very high on my list. Just because as soon as you heard it, you knew exactly what was coming. Awesome insight there, Jargo. Coming straight shooting right here. Awesome insight. Because it really it was kind of with DX in the imagery, how they worked in the video. It was kind of like what MTV originally did for just the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. You know, it's bringing it to life for you, and you have more of that feel. Uh, you know, we're quick forgetting this is a perfect starting point. So when we're talking about parameters of how we're weighing this thing, as we usually talk about, uh, one was big to me was, and I've been I've been very guilty of this. Uh, there's no secret. I, I frequent bar rooms and all that. So when you're working the jukebox, you know, old school, when you actually had to get up and walk over to the jukebox and sit there and take a half hour to try to iron out the uh, shitty crumpled up dollar bill that you had in your pocket all evening or whatever the case might be, if you're feeling a little... Uh, a little festive at time. You're going to put the 10 in there. But, hey, I'd always go try to find the first thing I'd type in, WWE. See if I could find, like, the WWE soundtrack on there or those that were crossovers that they were using. And, and I'd pump out those songs one after another. And I'd look around the room and look at reactions and, and see if people would perk up when they heard something to see if I could tell where they if they recognized it from wrestling. And then, I, hey, I knew I could interact with those people. But you're exactly right. I mean, it's soon with, with that DX, even you know, then how hot it was, you go out there, man. It wouldn't be you're, you're catching a couple crotch chops across the, you know, people are getting down with it because uh, it's so recognizable. And it's it it defined the group, the moment in, in the movement. And it was so different than everything else that was going on. And DX as a whole was really, really good about that. If you think of X-Pac's theme, where it starts off with just the screaming X-Pac, the, oh, you didn't know from the New Age Outlaws, and something Hunter would even continue into his game days, where it just that initial pop, you got to have that initial, everybody knows what's coming within just the first couple of seconds of the entrance theme. DX all the way around, really, really good about that. The Chris Warren Band, or the DX Band, they were also known as, so got to give him some props there so dx theme is great love that theme what about the nwo theme i love that theme as well and the nwo theme has got that little bit of guitar line at the front too right where, where you knew that it was going to be absolutely awesome and the way it sounded so different right like when you listen to all of the wcw themes in particular feel very 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 generic some of them even were literal rip-offs of generic pop rock songs right. that were going on at the time like jericho with even flow right so the nwo theme was so different that it just fit what the nwo was doing like even their music is cooler than everything that they're doing inside of wcw and i i felt like the music and the black and white videos the imagery that they would use alongside of the music everything just worked so well together and it was so different like try to remember sting's original entrance theme just off the top of your head you don't because the nwo came along and just buried everything before it 
Oh, we're, I can. We're, we're kind of nerds, so uh, yeah. Well, I, I yeah can. Pause. Of course <laughs> you can. Of course you can. <laughs> You've probably got Hogan's AWA music on like a loop inside of your head. Hey, say that till we get the Hogan here, because I actually think Wait, AWA, gotta... AWA music might have been a little better than you know what we've had. But hey, I, I I like the 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 early comparisons here, lining these two up to start things off here. You know, we're DX, and you know, Jargo's talking about, you know, we got the the more upscale riffs. We, we got the different, more flashy cuts. But the NWO, it really represented, especially the the moods, the vibes of Hall and Nash, which were much more mellow. And they were cool, calm, and collective. And they were they were in such great contrast from one another. And, I, and I'm th- thinking, you know, the NWO comes out, and they kind of, that music alone, helps reset the direction of pro wrestling. So if you're going to answer that with a DX, you got to up the ante a little bit here and you got to create your create your own narrative and change the game if you will. And I think there's there, there's such so iconic themes and so important to history of pro wrestling that they're easy to compare but yet they are so different. And, Scott Hall, remember he said he goes the porno theme, hit the porno theme like joke around and, about the song as we talk about the DX spinoffs, the NWO spinoffs were pretty damn cool too, right? Like, I mean, the Hollywood Hogan theme, which is basically Voodoo Child's Slight Return, um, even though they did remix it a little bit. Um, and then the Wolfpack theme, which I actually enjoy more than the NWO theme. I love the freaking Wolfpack theme. Awesome song. Does the Hollywood Hogan song, does that count? Because it's real, real music. Are we counting real music? Because sometimes I put it in and sometimes I was like, I don't know if it should count because it's a real song. Kind of gives you the edge. It kind of gives you the advantage over other themes. That Does it count? Because Hollywood Hogan. I, I disqualify it for this conversation. Okay. I, I was going to say Voodoo Child's awesome. Oh, yeah. I, I, think we, I think we need to mention it. And I think there is a little bit of a difference from someone who really just, you know, is is taking a song that's already been well-established, that has its own identity, and then tries to use that just for the pop that Jargo's talking about. And we see it across the board in indie wrestling. And then I fault for right. people. I mean, it's difficult to go out there and find an original cut for, you know, that represents yourself. Some do it, and they're, and they're incredible. Uh, but, yeah, you're looking for that familiar song that gets that pop. In the case of a Hulk Hogan, and I really feel, I mean, as classic, iconic as that song is itself, I think it has a little bit of its own identity linked to Hollywood Hogan. And, and it, it, it's it's a very small percentage. You know, it's it's us inside of the bubble. But again, I give it the bar room, the jukebox test. And you can tell those individuals immediately because they're going to the weight belt air guitar. As soon as that song hits, you can it's tell funny, you're like, a wrestling fan. You can me tell you're a wrestling like- fan in the group. When they say stand up next to a mountain, chop it down with the edge of my hand, always do the Hogan, chop it down with the edge of my hand. And, you know, he does that copy Hogan. For some reason, I always equate that song with Hogan and not Jimi Hendrix, which is kind of weird. But see, because we're extreme nerds. That's exactly yes, why yes, that's that way it goes. And, and maybe it's because I'm such a Hendrix fan that I've never had that experience oh, with wow. Hogan. Um, but I am getting there. I'm not quite there all the way yet but i'm getting there now with cult of personality with cm punk like to me it's gotten to the point where when i hear a cult of personality the first thought that comes to mind is cm yeah. punk but it, it even that has taken you know 20 years to to beat that into my brain well i mean it, no no pun in intended in this one though but you know that song even in its time as hot as it was and such a game changer you know it was a, a cult classic and it had faded and i think there was you know Obviously, enough time between Hendricks, but his music really, because of all of the hits that he had, stood the test of time. 
where it wasn't the worst with anybody but Hogan. It had to right. be somebody it, the it level of to Hogan be, yes. to do that. It has to be. Yeah, it's an icon being represented yeah. by an icon in either way that you look at it there. So with the key, case of cult of personality, you know, the song had kind of faded. I and mean, we've seen all these different genres, you know, one hit wonder, if you will. And now under Puck, it kind of takes on its own identity, reintroduces it to this entire new generation and actually breathes tremendous new life into the band itself. Right. Yeah, it's true. So CM Punk, does that count since it's real music? I would not put it. I would not put Cult of Personality on there, and I wouldn't put his uh, old Kill Switch Engage theme on there either. So we mentioned Hollywood Hogan. What about Hulk Hogan, Real American? God, I hate that freaking song. You're crazy. How oh, can I... you hate that song, man? Come on. I mean, you talk about the, the thing that... that shook foundations of arenas that music hits the the eruption of the crowd the excitement the energy hey and that's the one to me uh, arguably that stands out you go out and play that in public you make mention that you share a clip of it on your on your social media you're gonna have people that you thought had no idea about professional wrestling that recognize that song because of the hawkster when you hear that song what is your first thought john paz um hogan playing the guitar that that's mine too and it's that cheesy ass music <laughs> video i just yeah, i so. freaking hate it really? i hate oh, I, yeah, oh, I I mean, to me that was everything that i hated about hulk hogan as a kid i mean he was just it was so cartoony and it was so cheesy and it, it was just no i but absolutely we, we got to remember we are thing. talking to the true old school nwa fan here you know he yeah i just i absolutely hate that theme i understand why everybody loves it but for me, just the immediate thought is 80s cheese ball WWF to me. Damn you. Now, you know what? With Hogan, though, man, I, I loved what he used Eye of the Tiger. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, it, you want it to had a great entrance theme. I, it, had, it had that great energy. And again, I think it works with him. Obviously, he has the ties with the movie. But again, you look at him, you feel the star power from Hogan. I mean, the guy had this aura about him. Like him or not, you can't deny that. Uh, that incredible charisma, just the body language it would draw you in. And then that supercharged theme alongside of it. You know, everyone considers, oh, you know, the, would WWE be anything without the birth of Hakamania? Well, no, go back. You know, we were talking about the greatest day, you know, entrances, whatever, one of the shows there. It was that AWA, man, it, when that place was rocking and rolling with Hakamania. And that was the song that was, you know, leading the charge. And I, I still get chills just even thinking about that match where he's coming in to take on Bachwinkle. What about, and I don't even know if this counts because it's technically a real song, but he kind of morphed it into his own. What about the nature boy, Ric Flair? What about his great theme? You know, I was wondering as we were doing this, This I knew we were doing it today, so I'm, I'm going through seeing if there's anything that I've like completely forgotten. And it, it occurred to me, how many people know that this was a song before Ric Flair got a hold of it? Like we, we talk about, you know, like the Hendrix and Hogan thing. I still think of Hendrix. When I hear that song, I don't think of a space odyssey. I, I immediately think of Ric Flair. Yeah. Absolutely. And again, this is somebody that, you know, that takes a classic uh, from a, a different genre there and, and absolutely morphs it into the driving force behind his own star power. Even more so than pomp and circumstance. Like I, I, oh, I think, man, I, I, I knew we were going to get to that one, man. I mean, that's a, because that's a to me, one. like I, when I hear pomp and circumstance, my immediate thought's not Macho Man. 
when, when I hear it? what what could it possibly dude, be? I, you might have to hand in your fan card. Well, no, because dude. because like yeah, well, what when I go to a high school graduation and they're playing pomp and circumstance, first thing I, I do is the finger and then really, sure and, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Wow, you, you WWF kids! I tell you, I remember when I was in high school for the graduation. One of the fathers, one of the parents, was like, "Oh, did you hear Macho Man's theme song?" Like, not even paying attention <laughs> to the fact that it's like, like I don't know if he's being jokey or whatever, but he said, and he didn't even say, "Oh, Papa Source." He goes, "They're playing Macho Man's theme song." Blah blah. blah. Like, so I think and, it's and, equated to Macho. But at least, like, there's, I would say, the majority of the population knows that song is called "Pomp and Circumstance." When I hear the song from Space Odyssey, I just think, oh, Ric Flair's music. And now it's even been recycled for Charlotte Flair's music. It's like they took took the same song and made it, like, you know, modernized. It's over twice. So does Flair's song count, though? It's such a great song. I could go either way on that one. Does Macho Man's song count? I thought I, mean, see, I, I had them both very high on my list. I was counting those two. I, I you know, it, I, I would I consider Macho's there because I think it, it morphed into his, and you know, it was it 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 complemented him perfectly. I mean, you, you got this the wild savage man, uh, looks like a million bucks, and you got the elegant Miss Elizabeth. I mean, so it was it, the way that this all thing tied together, uh, and it's that it, it is the outlandish character, and even in a world of outlandish characters, Macho Man still shined above the rest. Hey, listen, you know, pomp and circumstance, we credit it to Macho Man, but it's also highly credited uh, as the first entrance song for old gorgeous George. Hmm. Do you guys count the Hallelujah chorus for, you know, Damien Sandow? Because I associate that song with Sandow about as much as I do pomp and circumstance with Macho. <laughs> what? Crazy. Just saying. You're crazy. You know, thank um, God this isn't Sunday with all this yeah. blasphemy you're spewing yeah, 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 <laughs> your mouth. So you were saying Sting song doesn't count. I was gonna say Sting. He was very high up my list, but you're saying you don't like that song. That's crazy. I just I find it incredibly forgettable against some of the other songs that we're we're talking about today. And that was one of the things that really, really hurt the NWA, in my opinion. They had really, really crappy entrance music compared to what Jim Johnson and the WWF was putting out. I that that was one category that the WWF just felt head and shoulders above WCW. I don't know, a bad street. Atlanta GA, I don't know. Fabulous Freebirds, that was pretty good. You, you had a few in there, but I get Jarko's point is overall with Vince, with the seeing the value and the entertainment aspect of the business. You yep, got to hit know, that. And, yeah, and wanting that to create his own controllable brands of music. Well, really. and when you really think about it, it, it's just part of the production. Like the music was better. The lighting was better. The video packages were better. It was shot better for as far as a television product goes. Like when it came to the presentation, especially throughout the 80s and that early part of the 90s, WWF was just killing WCW. Absolutely. I can't deny that. What about some of those awesome WWF themes? I'll throw one at you. What about common man the american dream dusty rose did you like that theme song or we're gonna get more blasphemy here i i love that theme song okay all right. unfortunately the theme song was about the only thing dusty had going for him when it came to that gimmick because the polka dots weren't working the dancing wasn't working it, it's very interesting for me to think he well, got over could, though that's all dusty did was get over you know 
but it, it's interesting for me to think if we would have gotten that NWA version of Dusty Rhodes with that theme. Just going to ask that. He, I think it would have been even bigger for Dusty. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's one of those. And anybody watching along with us on video, I'm sure you're going to see us grooving here a little bit. That's one of those immediate songs you want to start dancing to. You and you feel because that represents Dusty, man. He, he had he had that funk, man. He had that jive, and he was going to get out there and start moving. Unfortunately, even though he was able to pull it off, he was such so good as as a salesman, a showman, whatever case might be. Uh, it was still just a little too much to overcome, and it never really gave him any sort of of real direction, like a serious, you know, storyline. And like, even though he's out there working with Macho, we still got the story of, of Patterson, you know, going up, you know, Randy, you don't put over, you're a WWE champion. You don't put him over, you know, and then it, it is what it was with him. So I know Rick was saying this is more entrance, but what about the Undertaker's theme? I always thought that was a legendary theme. As soon as you hear those gongs, you know, it's taken. We talk to me, this is one of the top two or three. Um, because for me, you hear that gong, you knew exactly what was coming. This goes back to the DX thing, right? You get three seconds, and within three seconds, the lights are going out, you're hearing the gong, and you know the dead man is coming. Like, even if you don't know anything about professional wrestling, you know what's about to happen as soon as you hear that gong. And then the theme was just absolutely brilliantly done. And I, the heart, you almost feel like you could do a show just about the undertaker's theme and all the differences throughout the course of the years of basically the same song. Well, you know, Jarko, there was, there was a, a handful of people that I have noted here that it, it does come down to, we had different variations, but it goes back to that core, that opening, what's going to grab you. And, yep. and it is, you know, it is the gong hitting. It, it paused what I said, you know, can we dismiss the entire entrance part? Because I wanted to have a conversation about this. I think if we go with the whole package, it's hands down. The Undertaker takes kick. We're talking about number two. So, you know, I wanted to say, you know, just let's just focus on take out a lot of, and it's hard to, you know, with the, the Jumbotron and, you know, like the videos that go with it. But the, the full package of The Undertaker absolutely blows everything away. I don't, I didn't mean that to completely dismiss or try to discredit the importance of the song. Yeah. That's one of those, again, you go out anywhere. Anyone, and because of a lot of because of the longevity of the Undertaker, of how many people, different fan bases, eras, it's been able to touch. I mean, we've been we've been rocking and roll with this thing since the early '90s. So anywhere, even if you're the Laps fan, wherever the case might fall, you hear that gong, and then you just kind of get that eerie funeral procession roll. You're thinking Undertaker. And shout out to Kane too. Because his entrance theme, while not necessarily the greatest of themes, that opening like five to ten seconds where you hear the church organ and you're not sure, like, because you had Undertakers and the church organ and that character, and then you get almost the demonic sounding church organ. I think that still to this day might be the smartest song Jim Johnston ever wrote because he was trying to do something that was similar but completely different from what Undertaker was and that opening couple seconds with the dissonant chord before the pyro goes off was pretty freaking epic uh, i think the, outside of the differences they're so similar too because they complement each other where the undertaker you have got you've got the gong and death is coming for you in canes with this that eerie organ playing torment it always reminded me of the 
the gates of hell have opened. So, I mean, so the, the similarities there in those. So those are some great themes. Obviously, Undertaker's going to be very high up on the list. What about Rowdy Roddy Piper when the bagpipes hit? Pretty I epic. Mean, yeah, epic. That's that's pretty much the best way to sum it up is epic. Um, now, I guess my question is, if, if we're going to go to Flair's theme and we're going to go with Macho, Macho Man's theme, if we're going to disqualify those, do we have to disqualify Roddy Roddy Pipers? Because that is a traditional song. Right. I say keep them all in. For those three, I say keep them all in. You, you say keep them all three in because they're all really, really freaking good, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Perfect. And I think, it's again, it's a case of that they made it their own. It, it, it you know, it, it didn't, the song just didn't compliment them. They compliment the song. The song doesn't define them. They define the song. And there's a lot of people that have tried that elsewhere that completely have missed on that. Now we, we talk about the, these three, you know, traditional songs that have been made into, you know, the, the mass production that they became a perfect example of one where they actually achieved doing that, but writing it, was Mr. Perfect's theme. The Mr. Perfect theme sounded like one of those traditional, like old school kind of songs, but Jim Johnston just wrote it and made it sound awesome. Like to me, I like that as a theme for a wrestler better than Macho Man, Flair. That's just my taste. I always, you know, even as a kid, I remember thinking that the Mr. Perfect song to me then felt like more of more polished, crisp elite godly song on i'll take on flares yeah it was flares but better it was perfect now that's perfect oh what about mr perfect's theme weren't we that, just talking about that that's literally but the, the whole oh, conversation sorry. we just said thanks for paying attention pause i just got distracted because somebody was saying um, you're the you're the one who brought it up <laughs> i got distracted somebody said the sandman was messaging me i'm yeah, like sandman that doesn't count not perfect yeah that doesn't well, count he said that's his favorite theme i said that doesn't count it's a real song you can't count that yeah i mean okay if we're gonna include enter sandman in this conversation i know I mean, then rvd and every, you can't it's real I right yeah, i mean so you're yeah. getting metallica yeah. You're getting Pantera at that point. We are we gonna pretty much you have know. to dismiss that entire era of yeah. ECW. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> well, I mean, Sorry, I got I got distracted. I'm arguing with this guy. Sorry about that. Yeah, but, no, they or don't you're using other themes, not not real themes. You don't get to use unlicensed music at your wrestling show and make the top list. Uh-uh. But with Jim John, like in just in general, Jim Johnson talking about him. Don't forget JJ McGuire created a lot of these themes. If for some reason gets forgotten, Jimmy Hart created a bunch of themes, gets forgotten. So we give almost Jim Johnson, which he's tremendous. Maybe we give him too much credit. We can't can't forget about JJ McGuire and Jimmy Hart. JJ, uh, he was uh, he promoted shows just down the street here in Kentucky for quite a while. Get out of here, really? Yeah. Oh, I, uh, I had uh, quite a few wow. guys, quite a few guys that I'm friends here with locally would go down there. Uh, hell, you know, my chief Amos, he would go down and work. Uh, David Barnard Specter, a good friend of mine, one of the, the oh, best managers out there on the indie scene. He would, they wow. went down there and worked for a while. Uh, I think they have stopped running. I, I'm almost positive they haven't reopened since, uh, especially since the COVID, but they were struggling a little bit beforehand there. But uh, they, they were finding some success. They had a good couple year run down there. Those guys were going down and working for JJ. On the Sandman, uh, interesting. I know that um, – now, which one was it with the uh, Major Brothers? It just was – not Hawkins. What the hell is his name now? Myers. Jack Ryder. Yeah, the other Jack one, Myers. Myers. Oh, Brian Myers. 
uh, Brian Myers, he was just talking in an interview about that. You know, had mentioned that Sandman is sober now, which I guess I don't know why it's just news now. It's been this way. I've you know seen him at a show over a year ago. He still comes out and does the entrance. He doesn't drink any of the beer. He pours huh. the beer in the fans' mouths. Nice. So you're still getting the presentation unless you really know what you're looking for. Doesn't touch it. Hmm. Interesting. And I got to drink a beer from him. So what about the Slickster? Speaking of J.J. McGuire, what about Slick? What about his awesome theme? His theme was pretty awesome. And again, we talk about something that was completely different at the time period, right? I mean, like, when you listen to that theme, it doesn't sound anything like anything else on the show. And when you have something that distinct, it absolutely elevates it up the list. Yeah, I think, you know, and Slick at the time looked so different than everything else on the show. You know, it wasn't necessarily in there as the ring as the man. I mean, he, I mean, hell, I mean, he's a pimp of the era, you know. So he's the Godfather he's got, before the Godfather. Yeah, he, yeah, uh, he, you know, he's the rock and wrestling Godfather. You know, the OG there. You, you have to have that. And I think, and to me, is is we're going to run down this list, and you know, the great ones, right around a time where nationally, you know, I'd seen some tapes, you know, down in world class where they really introduced the the theme songs and then you saw the success there and then you saw that kind of widespreading and then vince really sees that boom and creates his own there's so much there's so many great themes for these very over-the-top unique personalities from the rock and wrestling era and there's so many guys that you just don't remember but like as soon as you hear it you're like oh yeah hillbilly jim you know but to like just think of it off the top of your head you're like how the hell did that go again but as soon as you hear it you're back in that place what about the big boss man? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's see that that's one for me right there, man. You know, and now it's like, yeah, how how could I forget the big boss man? Yeah, right. That's an awesome one. I thought that was one of the better ones inside of that era. You know, I, I think since we are in that area, then uh, the two that really stood out to me, uh, one, Jugger, one of your favorites, the Honky Tonk Man. Uh, yeah. That was a great one. And then uh, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase's. Yeah, Money, money, yes. money, money, money. You bet. Yes. And then even kind of at the end of that era, but the original Razor Ramon theme, I always Ooh, thought I had was that really, very, really I had, good. I had that very high on my list. Because now, if, if you really listen problem, to it. My problem know, with that I know where theme you're going. I know where you're is going. it's not loud enough. At the opening, when the song opens, it needs to be louder because if you had a crowd that was loud, like a mania crowd, you couldn't hear it when it started. You had to wait until it started yeah, getting into the higher frequencies. There's big shows, your MSGs or something like that. It was a little bit, but it was I mean, just but a quiet opening. But, you know, like with the NWO, though, it, it spoke to Razor, you know, because mm-hmm. the stride, I mean, it just. It felt it, Miami. It, it was yeah. like, you know, yeah, in, yeah it, you know, with Razor, especially there. But also, you know, we're talking about that pop, uh, you know, how it complements. But it, it almost felt like a cloud that Razor was floating out on. You know, you I still to, to this it, day, I cannot walk out of a big double door without wanting to do the Razor Ramon pose and walk. Like, I, I just I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. when, the way he'd come walking out. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know what? Out, now that I think I about it, I regularly it. do that. It's funny. Uh, I the cannot blow out a can. I cannot blow out a candle without the next next action being. We're here. We're here. <laughs> Can't do it every time. Um, 
just want to go back to WBF. You were talking about good teams. Did we mention Demolition? Man, that, talk about a rocking theme, right? Like that was that was Kiss in the '80s. It sounded like every major like pop rock. Yeah, it was great. It was super generic, but when you yep. actually listen to the words to it, it'll make you laugh. And the song kicks ass. I mean, it was Motley Crue personified. Yeah, it is. It's like you want to smile while you're kicking something in. <laughs> you're you're right? in the wall yes. down. Right? It, it, I think, you know, just, and you know, with demolition in its side of itself, that creation, okay, we, we just got a counter Legion of Doom and people immediately, oh man, this is a generic ripoff. And we got the S&M. A lot of their success, which put, elevated them, I don't argue if they ever got to that level, but damn close to it. And hell, some people would say surpassed it at a point. But it was because of that entrance theme when we compare them to the Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors. What about the Legion of Doom theme? The, how great is that theme? Not the Road Warrior theme, the Legion of Doom, I would rush. Again, you want to talk about that opening three seconds. You knew somebody was about to get their head kicked in in about three seconds. Yep. It's your, funny, your you go from that epic you know, uh, Ozzy Osbourne, but even just as equally as epic because it's more wrestling centric. Legion of Doom. I got to say, I prefer the LOD theme of the two. I because prefer the LOD theme. Yep. Because I, I, I would agree. I mean, you go from that, that you get that pop, that water rush, and then that, that music just, you feel like you're going to the wasteland. Yep. So I got to talk about this, this guy, because this is very, very high on my list. What about the ultimate warrior? How did we not mention him yet? I, I figured that it was coming as we're talking about this 80s era of WWF. I will say this. For the most generic rock and roll song that you've ever heard in your life, the one thing that they did was they cranked the tempo up to about, you know, 160. And that was exactly what that song needed to be. From the second it started until the second it ended, it just needed to be like 160 beats a minute going absolutely freaking insane because that was the ultimate warrior. That's a perfect example of the song and the character were just absolutely perfect and meshed together. I mean, I you could it's something at the time you probably could have found on YouTube with royalty free search. But as Jarko yep. said, man, you, you crank it up, and it it was it was kind of even in that in, inside of the generic it's the warrior. Let's just take this maniac and let him run crazy, and it, it it worked. You know what's funny to me though is uh, one of my favorite themes when I was a kid was the rockers theme, right? And now when I think back in my brain, and I can start off the rockers theme in my head about mm. twenty seconds into it, it becomes the ultimate warrior theme. That's almost like Ray's Ramon's theme to me. And it's really Steve Austin's theme, but Austin's theme has like changed a little bit. Yep. That's why for some reason I always kind of equate those two themes because it's basically the same theme. I like Austin's more because of the glass breaking and I don't know, just another epic song to me. And like as soon as you hear that, and you could picture in your mind, especially if you went to some live shows when Austin came out, there was like a just an absolute eruption. Everybody's yep. standing up. I mean, you just literally you feel it. You feel the theme song. It's very weird. Very and rare to have that happen. Another one that's kind of along those same lines is the McFoley theme, right? When you hear the car crash at the very beginning of it, yes. or you hear the glass yes. break at the very beginning of it, that's what's missing from the Razor Ramon theme, that attention grabber right off the top of it. Yeah, it does that. Yeah. Yep. You don't get the. Yep. What about Brett? 
Well, what about Brad that, though, they uh, outside of hearts real quick, they tone it back down for Dean Ambrose Moxley and it loses a bit of that edge. Yep. So what about Bret Hart? Where does his team rank? Again, you get that squealing guitar and in the right venue, it was awesome. And the pop was just freaking huge. But when you would get to those big shows with a loud crowd, you had to almost rely on commentary to know when Brett was coming out until you were, you know, 15, 20 seconds into the song. See, I always liked that little second part in there where we almost had the heartbeats leading you up to the, and then it went into the, you know, our, our regular riff that we're getting the repeat. I love the hook of that song though. Like I, I always wanted to hear somebody write like really good lyrics to that song because I love the instrumental hook to that song. Do you guys, and that's a good question to ask here now. Um, do you prefer songs that were just the instrumental or were you more into where you want some lyrics involved or it, it, or does it really, it has to, it is defined by the individual. I think it's very defined by the individual because I, when I think of like a 2021 context, my favorite entrance theme is Kazuchika Okada's. And when I think about it, it's like the most old school pro wrestling theme ever. Like you hear the coin drop at the beginning. So you get that initial reaction. And then it's just basically like a, a hard driving generic rock song. Right. You know, it's, but I, I, I like the lyrics. If it's the type of character that you want to chant along with. I can, I don't know. I can feel that. Um, what about Shawn Michaels? Theme? Did we mention Shawn? We didn't get the Sean yet. I figured it was oh, we coming. Didn't. We just we just mentioned Brett. It's almost more jokey to me than serious. Like, but it's very recognizable. It's and it's weird. Do you like the version better that Sherry did or the version that Sean did? I always like the Sherry version better. I I did too. I always like the Sherry version better, but it seems like the the one that Sean did is the one that gets played more. Yeah, of course, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, just because, you know, Sherry's gone out of the the picture and then we for so long, we've had Sean with it. And, and possibly when you're saying it, it was felt a little jokey. I mean, isn't that what we were going for there with, with yeah, the original Heartbreak yeah. Kid, the boy yeah. toy? Yeah, very so tongue in cheek. And I've yeah. always, I, I've kind of wondered this over the years and I never really, really jumped into the conversation about it. Is if Sean Michaels in these, all of these different reinventions that we had and, and you know, in, in a reality sense too, the most public reinvention of their self, you know, this even spiritually, would he have been better served at some point with a different theme song? You know, the only shakeup was that you know, it goes with DX, but when we're still, when we're talking about Shawn Michaels himself, even now we still get the, the heartbreak kid music. It's kind of cheesy. Yeah. Not very oh, serious question. I don't know. Uh, and, and clearly the correct answer to what is the best version is sexy Kurt. That was a good one. Uh, what about The Rock? Does Does The Rock rank anywhere on your list as far as his theme song? It, the Rock is another interesting one because really about the only thing that stayed consistent about The Rock's theme over the course of the years was If You Smell, right? Like that that opening part and then the song afterwards has changed Could and be progressed whatever. throughout the course of the years like nobody cares. You just want to hear If You Smell what The Rock is cooking. What about when he went heel and they did the, which was great for like 30 seconds, the helicopter sound and like, shh. Well, that was good because I it, just, loved it just, that though. I know, but it, he, it, he doesn't say, cook, he just goes, is cooking. I love that song. Yeah. I actually like that theme better than his first theme. Yep. 
Well, because it got that reaction because it just irritated people to no end. Uh, and I do think, you know, if we regularly we're going back to, and it is, it is ultimately a fair point we kicked it off with, is you got to have that pop, you got to have that grab. But when I'm looking at these truly greats, now I'm, I'm, I still want to piece together the entire thing. Just not that pop, and you can put anything behind. I mean, you can put, if you smell, you know, and then sunshine, lollipop, people are going to pop for that thing. You know? <laughs> Rock can come out riding a tricycle in a hula hoop or something, and he's still going to blow up because he's the Rock, but... But yeah, so to me, to me, it was a little bit of a takeaway that that all of the rock's themes just blurred together simply because they all hung on that initial pop. I mean, we see that with Minoru Suzuki, where as long as it's Kaza Nina Ray, he can literally do whatever the hell he wants. Like I've literally seen him ride a bicycle to the ring. Of course, he got off the bicycle and threw it at his opponent, and it was a DDT show, but. As long as you have that music playing, the, the crowd's into it and singing along. Pretty cool. What about Triple H? Do you like Triple H's theme? Which one? Let's say his, his first one. Uh, it's all about the game. See, now, I go back to, there was a song that the DX band did for Hunter before he changed over to the game, that Our Time song that I always thought that was super badass with the lighting grid and the way that they did that. Um, once we entered into motorhead, triple H kind of lost me because I know as sacrilege as it is, I'm just not a motorhead fan. Let me, let me's tour manager yelled at me once and, and it just kind of tur- turned me off. Uh, I, I think triple H, I mean, you can't deny it, there's been some, some great entrance themes you know that that he's went out and got i think triple h's music defines really and we're talking about you know do they complement each other they it defines even his career his biggest matches his moments were always more about the opponent or others around him than triple h and i feel the case you know we're mentioning you know like we talked about hogan we talk about punk about flair about macho they really made the song their own and i still think it was just the song still making triple h as far as the Motorhead themes go, I think the Evolution one was the best. Well, I guess they wouldn't count, right? But it's it's one. It's, it's a real band, but, but they were written the for Hunter. Yeah, so yeah, it's got to count. Yeah, yeah, those those absolutely count. But I, I've of all of them, I think that one that they did for the Evolution as a group that that one absolutely makes it. What about? Let's see here. What else do we have? Ooh, what about Ricky Steamboat? Or does that not count either? Ooh. So, yes, that, that might not count either. Yeah, I know I you're not using the whole song, but you're using that. Like Superstar Billy Graham, everything you started using, Jesus Christ, Superstar, that probably shouldn't count. Yeah. 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 See, we're getting a slippery slope here. Should they count? I, I they think not? I think it was a good one, though, but it still would go back. It was fitting. I hear it. It, it, it. And when it comes to the Dragon 2, I can give you a list of memories, and, and the music isn't going to be there. The entrance is more over than the music was. Oh, okay. What Man, about... When you really, like, break down an entrance and everything that goes into it, it's it's pretty incredible. What about, let's say, Jericho's WBF theme? Would, would, would that... Break the walls down? Yes. I mean, how is that not on the short list, right? Right. I mean... Whether it be 
the countdown, whether it be that initial explosion, you get the cool hip hop beat, and then everybody would just scream, break the walls down at the same time. Really, really cool stuff. I always thought that was one of the better entrance themes in all of wrestling, uh, it, just as far as a complete package goes. Well, George, you know, you keep going back to that pop. I mean, that gives you multiple pops. Yeah. Yeah. You pop it all over the place, baby. Does Jericho's AEW theme count? Because it's technically him singing his own song. Yeah, that yeah because, it, I mean, it's it's him. It, it's, it's, it's his identity. I wouldn't put it anywhere near one of the greatest themes of all time in this conversation. But Yeah, but, man, it's gotten over. Yeah, it's crazy. crazy. Shit, so that means Junkyard Dog, another one bites the dust, doesn't count. Uh, uh, an inflatable sex doll like a beach ball would get over in that audience. <laughs> My God, I thought you were just talking about a Queen concert there for a second. Whoa. What's they're the modern-day Queen concert? It's called Dynamite. What about... Not I love this theme. One. What about um, Jim Duggan's late WWF theme? Do you remember that one? If you remember, I love that theme. They actually end up using part of it for the Allied Powers when they go from Bulldog's theme to Luger's theme. They actually steal it and cut it in there with the theme. The but. thing with the with the hacksaw, <laughs> I, I really, like you just wrote a ho. Yeah, that's all that's coming to mind for me too. Upbeat, like drum beat, but I, I, I can't even that remember song. what it. I used to love Ludwig Borges' theme song too, which was just so random. Uh, let's see who else here. What about? Okada, your boy from New Japan. I, I, I think it's the best wrestling theme in music today. Um, you look there for you something. Yeah, there you go. I, Rainmaker, right? And as soon as you hear, even if you've never seen Okada wrestle, if you the have no dropping. idea yeah. who he is, like as soon as you heard that theme, you would know who that character is and what he's about. That makes a great entrance theme. Absolutely. I, if we're talking modern, it'd be hard pressed, really. I'm trying to think, you know, ones that I really enjoy today. And it's your hard pressed to find anything better than than Okada's. Okada's and Naito's. Uh, the, but those two are the best entrance themes inside of New Japan Pro Wrestling right now. And it's just because they're both so distinctive as far as the character that is about to be presented to you. Naito's is, is kind of weird and eclectic and that upbeat kind of bouncy music. And Okada's, you, like, as soon as you hear it, you're like, oh, this dude's the champ. Like, you just know this dude's the champ. This is the guy. I used to love uh, Prince David's theme. Yes. It was and cool as hell. The Bullet Club, kind of as a whole, when you want to talk about all the different offshoots and all the different variations on the themes, there's some really cool ones in there, too. Of course, you can only listen to them for about a minute, and then it just, you know, loops for about yeah, four yeah. or five. But, yeah. you know, that, that initial, like, 30 seconds to a minute's typically pretty damn good. It probably won't count because it was using a real song and a real movie but i used to love bischoff's nwo theme which is from D desperado if you remember when they come around the corner with the guitars and then they flip the guitars into guns yep didn't and you could picture bischoff doing the little airplane thing you know walking out to it i used to love that theme also i don't know if it should count but that's another awesome theme that one's awesome and bischoff's wwe theme i always yes. thought was really good yes. too that i'm back and especially yes. the version that kid cadet did yeah, she does an incredible job with it. Uh, really? you know, yeah, yeah, she does an incredible, Killer. incredible cover of it. Wow. I think he's. Even, I think. I think it's even got the Bischoff, and he even put it over as being his favorite yeah, version. It, of it's it. really freaking good. Yeah, she she absolutely just knocks it out of the park. 
Uh, we're talking those management types, though. What about the McMahons? Oh, yes. Vince McMahon. I, no Chance in Hell has got to be on the short list, right? And, and I, you want to talk about a song that absolutely fit the character? Yep. Even that, that opening build before you get into the hip-hop riff you, and you get the maniacal McMahon up on the Tron. It was absolutely fantastic. So good. And now it's almost become like the, the this giant sing-along. Like everybody wants to sing No Chance in Hell, which is just hilarious to me, considering it was created for the biggest heel character possibly in the in the history of the business. Well, I, I guess if you're going to put out, if you're going to save your best for a certain occasion, you right. save it for the boss, man. Hey, but yeah, I, I, I give the edge to Vince there, but hey, just as catchy, Shane's, man. Here comes the money. Here comes the money. Really? Okay. All right. Hey, he gives you that energy with it, you know, and, and it, you got the, the little rich kid bringing it out there, especially when, and I think, you know, a little bit of it has maybe lost its luster that, you know, Shane, his age, he, you know, he's, it's not the mean street posse, but man, when he was rolling with those guys and you got okay. the Richie rich little punk better than you gated community hot shot that, you know, it's just, he's those, He's going to inherit all of these fortunes, can have whatever he wants, man. It just, it was perfect. That's what a about, good one. Did we mention Gangrel and the Brood? Did we mention them? That awesome Oh, thing? I don't think so, but that, that one was kind of creepy back in the day, right? Pretty awesome, I, though. Oh, yeah. It was absolutely fantastic. There's there's a few really, really good ones that we haven't gotten to yet, Paz. Man, I feel like my list is like crazy long. What about Bill Goldberg? That's on my list. Ugh. You don't like that theme? I think it's perfect so it was gladiators march yeah mm-hmm. it's it's fine steiner brothers wcw yeah steiner line hell yeah dude that shit was great yes finally i would see you now with, with them and i know it, it you don't think steiners when you hear it or anything but and it might be you know the ties with cincinnati because of the, the bangles in the jungle but when they use welcome to the jungle to Steiner. oh yeah i i always think about that yeah hell yeah Welcome to the Jungle is one of the greatest opening songs ever written. Like yes. every show from now until the end of time, until the day Axl Rose dies that Guns N' Roses plays, they, it should always start with Welcome to the Jungle. It's just, I it's agree. a perfect opener. I agree. Um, where else can we go here? What about the Four Horsemen theme? I used to love that theme. Haunting, echoey guitar on a delay. Yeah, it, it was it was everything that Bob Seeger was in the 1980s. It was perfect for that group at that time. I thought it was great, though, but, you know, always overshadowed by the Flair's individual. Yeah, yeah. Valid. What about Jerry the King Lawler? Yeah. Yeah. I, epic. It is, but I feel like there's so many better themes that are in that same kind of motif like it was always really really good but it was never quite flair it was never quite perfect it was never quite macho it was just like generic royal theme four on was very territorial yeah I have DDP down, but I know you're going to rip it and say it's a copy theme you don't like it but I actually like DDP song better than the Nirvana one isn't that crazy the hell is wrong with you? Know, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Self high. Come on. Self high five. Yeah, the self high five. That was like the, <laughs> the best part of the entire thing. And then it's just, it's just <laughs> smells like teen spirit without lyrics. Um, I guess this one should count, but maybe it won't. I don't know. The Midnight Express theme. 
the Midnight Express theme absolutely counts. FTR's yes. does not. Oh. The FTR ripoff of it is just driving me freaking nuts, man. Like, if that thing is built for heat, that it absolutely works with me. Like, how do we get heat with old school pro wrestling fans who absolutely love us? I know. We'll rip off the Midnight's entrance theme and just make it sound shittier. Uh, fun little time for a promotion this morning. Uh, you can get the, uh, the replay, the audio, and the video. But if you didn't catch us live on the Monday locker room, uh, Hameen pretty much rips into FTR for being just a terrible, terrible ripoff of the Brain Busters uh, in all things that they claim to represent and respect. What songs are we missing here? I have a bunch. A lot. Some of my songs here that I have just some newer ones that I just really like. Um, obviously, some of them actually end up will will not count. I had Jungle Boy and Orange Cassidy just because I liked it, but they're real songs, so they're not going to count. Uh, Darby Allen, I don't know if that's a real song or not. It sounds like he sings it. It's so that's one of those songs that's so bad it's good. Uh, my favorite current theme though in wrestling is definitely Roman Reigns, which is basically just a takeoff of the TV show Succession. It, they they basically stole the Succession theme and just never heard of- it. They just kind of rearranged it a little bit, which absolutely works for the acknowledge me head of the table character. Like, I I think it's really, really good. Um, I'm just happy that they changed it from the shield music, because if I never hear that song again, it'll be far too soon. Is it because they just drove it into the ground? I mean, because, I mean, it was hot when, you know, you get that entrance. I mean, when they're together, but then they just keep it with Roman hoping that it, it keeps with that pop. They keep people stay interested. I mean, it's just one of those things that, they just drove it into the ground along with the Roman face bush. And I feel like without the radio call, it loses something at the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I've been thinking about it. When you think about that song, you immediately go to the radio call and they took mm-hmm. that away. Yep. Uh, current WWE. Man. Uh, AJ Styles. Phenomenal. Yeah. Yep. I actually love his ROH theme. I know probably nobody's ever heard it. And I like his TNA theme too. Get ready but... to fly. That, yeah. that, that'll yeah. always be my favorite AJ Styles yeah. theme song. I, I've always liked the Randy Orton themes. Yep. The Orton theme is on my short list. Um, yep. And even though it's a real song, that's another one of those. Yeah. But it was written for Randy Orton right. to use as an entrance theme. And at this point, it's so iconic, right? Like, yeah when that music hits the place pops and this is why matt riddle has to be the one to turn on randy orton because as soon as you hear the music the place pops because they pop for the legacy of randy orton i don't think you can turn randy orton heel anymore i think i think you have to turn matt riddle because at least 50 percent of that crowd is going to cheer randy orton regardless of what he does well i think that's the swerve i agree not to get into a whole different conversation on it but it's real simple uh, what's this whole thing has been Riddle trying to be Randy. So now he just pushes too far and actually becomes Randy. And that's what Randy would do. And I'm down for killer Matt Riddle. Uh, but Matt Riddle has to keep his music. I love Matt Riddle's music, mostly because it's so obnoxious and annoying and it just really, really fits the Matt Riddle character. But I really think if Matt Riddle goes heel and almost uses it as a rib towards the fans and whatnot who enjoy that theme it'll work, it'll work and then by the time he turns baby face again that place will get over huge with the bro at the you beginning know i always like burning light with randy too i know he didn't like it he just didn't feel that it fit 
who he was uh had heard that the, the initial intent when they found that song they really loved that they were looking for someone to give it to they thought about cm punk but they thought that the song might be a little above cm punk they wanted a bigger star with it so they gave it to randy he just didn't feel it fit him yeah uh, but i always really liked that one as well i love taz his theme obviously his ecw one kind of doesn't count because it's kiss but i love this wbf theme wb yeah, and no. I guess Shane Douglas, who I was going to say, his theme doesn't well, count. Perfect strange. You know, the the, the, the Taz yeah. best, though. I mean, we're not gonna, we can't count it. Was the Beastie Boys? Yeah. Doesn't count. I, either. Right, I really like Taz's WWF theme. I thought that was always cool. Super yeah, the, the, kind of the heartbeat kind of yeah. thing going there. The flashing and, orange lights. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Who did we miss? What what did we, what did we miss here? The end. That awesome Armageddon theme song. The end is here. That doesn't really I, count, but man, there's a couple like really really good ones yeah, that I think you skipped. Surprised. I number I have, one, John list, Cena. Oh shit, that's a good one. I, my <laughs> list is so long. I feel like I probably forgot a ton. I literally have I almost I think seventy names on this list. Oh yeah, wow. It, it doesn't that's surprise crazy, me, yeah. and and it's very very subjective as far as what your yep. ear likes. But I I feel like the John Cena theme absolutely yes. has to be on the list. Yep. I mean, if for song. nothing else, because we've had it beaten into our skulls for twenty five years, just like Real American. Even if you hate the song, it's still on the list. Yep. Um, Bobby Roode, the the glorious. Oh yeah, of course. Yep. Uh, which I, I is just a fantastic theme that got over in many different platitudes of pro wrestling like it wasn't uncommon to hear glorious domination going on at all the major sporting events that and it, it kind of had its own thing there for a period of a couple of years while he was in nxt i think the song was more over than nxt was very very true who else, who else? <laughs> um uh, go ahead jerk shinsuke nakamura the, that that rising sun theme that's been now redone like three four times all of them have been awesome i think that one especially the first time that we heard it at takeover dallas it was just like wow this is the perfect theme for shinsuke nakamura um and then my two of my top ones pause i'm so disappointed wow, wow. edge and, and just, kind of that, the, the progression to... of you think you know me to whatever the hell the name of that damn song is metalingus uh, altered bridge there you go uh and that song's pretty freaking epic and brock lesnar uh here Ooh, comes the pain yeah to me i mean that not for a spoiler alert yeah. i mean we're at the end of the show but brock lesnar's my number one like the second you hear that, you know somebody is about to die. You hear that pinging guitar at the very beginning. The wow. lights go red. I'm shocked. The drums was... hit. Oh man, it is just freaking epic. I love the Brock Lesnar theme. And that is, you're come, you're gonna die. You're gonna die right freaking now, and it's gonna be at the hands of the beast. The Brock Lesnar theme, the perfect pro wrestling theme song. And it fits in perfectly. I could picture Jim Johnson. Like he'd remember him with the Vader theme, how he sang, like he walks like this, and, which yep. is another awesome song, but he's like kind of mimicking it. I can picture him be like, well, Lesnar would walk like this. Boom, boom, but up, like it would just, I could see his, the wheels going in his head, but I'm surprised you didn't mention the song that I thought you were going to put as your number one, Jargo. Oh, what's that? It was just on last week too on, uh, on dynamite. I heard it. Rapungi vice. Oh God. <laughs> oh hey there you go the world <laughs> for over 50 years a revolutionary force well how about the uh, here's one just to put on the list the wrestlemania theme song oh god yeah i mean if, again, if it, it was yeah. just perfect 
I I also like for like current guys. I do like Finn Balor's theme song. That it's a little too choreographed, but I do like that one. And um, for I like TNA, the demon theme better. They're just a little different in yeah. how the song is arranged. I do like the demon theme better. And for TNA, I always love Jeff Jarrett's theme song. My, my uh, on that uh, that WWF entrance, the old school, the Revolutionary Force. Yep. Uh, I've recorded for uh, some holiday videos that we're releasing for the PWA. I have the uh, Professional Wrestling Alliance for over 90 days, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. Nice. I like that. Nice. So, obviously, we got Jargo's number one. He said Lesnar. Rick, who you got? Oh, man. You know, uh, so many great – Just you, you can feel them in your bones. You want to start moving the, the memories that come back with this, man. I, I, that, that, that little RBV, man. Got to go back. You know, that song I absolutely love. I'm going Demolition. Wow, damn, I love that song. You know, it's there's so many good ones. I was kept going back, like Warrior, Austin. Um, damn, Boss Man is awesome. Slicks is awesome. Dusty Rhodes is awesome. Legion of Doom is awesome. I don't know. I keep coming back to this. I gotta, I gotta go for the, I gotta go for the Homer. Hulk. Which, which Hulk. one? Real uh, American. Native, Real American. American. Because it comes crashing down. It hurts inside. You know what I mean? I gotta go Hogan. I love that damn song. Although, if, and I always played on the Hogan era. Remember that awesome Hulk, Hulk that they played for uh, the car, the cartoon. I love that song. I gotta go Hogan. You know, then. Another one that just came to me that's really, really freaking good that I think is gonna be on this list in about five years. Doink the clown, MJF. I mean, really, like, you like that song? Wow, it, it, it is so fitting with that character. I think it's gonna be that song that's gonna make your skin crawl. In about five years, I, I hope so. I mean, yeah, obviously, you have Colt that's been built in. Uh, I think they did a good job with now with uh, with Danielson's song. I wasn't a big fan of how they cut up Ruby Soho. I know I got that initial. Just started at the beginning of the freaking song, yeah. but you know, but and they're going out and spending money on these songs. But the ones that they're producing in house, I don't know who the, you know they've reached out to do this. But again, it's just coming off as generic one hundred and one. When I you know I'm expecting a lot more from their production. I do like the Adam Cole theme. Yeah, pretty good. So let's head towards the plugs. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Two Man Power Trip. Check out the website tmptempire.com and Patreon, Patreon.com/slash tmptm. Excuse me, mm. TMPT Empire. Jargo, what do you got? Social media at not Jargo, michaeljargo.com at markmedia.com, and of course over at the Hameen Media Group at channelattitude.com. Right. Hey, out there, uh, keep your uh, keep your eyes and ears open. Uh, big announcements coming from the two-man power trip for our holiday happenings. Uh, we got a number of campaigns we're getting ready to launch, and we think they're going to be tr- tremendous deals of tremendous value for everyone out there. Also, we'll do a shout-out to uh, anyone listening that might happen to be in the Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky territory Coming up January 8th, we are going to be doing a uh, pro wrestling. This is for wrestlers, managers, referees, promoters, whoever the case might be. If you're involved, you want to grow your education, your personal brand. We're having an improv workshop. Uh, We're going to be talking about character development, getting to know yourself as your persona, how to cut promos, how to carry yourself, uh, shooting promos, things of those nature. So, yeah, we're looking forward to that. That's going to be on January 8th. For more information on that, you can get with me uh, across all social media at The Real RBV. Thank you, everybody. Nice.
Thank you, everybody out there for listening. See you right back here next week for a little Who Is. See you next week, folks. This has been a John Paz Power Trip production in conjunction with the Two Man Power Trip of Wrestling. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Man Power Trip. You can check us out on Facebook. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can go to patreon.com slash tmptempire to become a patron. And also check out the website tmptempire.com and buy a shirt at prowrestlingtees.com. Two Man Power Trip, where the power lies brother.